From COK Studios in Rachel Martin's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Gordon Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the top news items for 2015 with members of the COK team. We'll also consider the origins of new words and phrases with Leslie and Constance Kincaid in Consider the Source. And we'll consider why they call it the blues. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving the health-conscious New Year's Resolution Appetizer Sampler, including kale chips, kale spring roll wraps, and kale salad shooters, all on a bed of fresh kale. OMG McFlippies, flip in some kale, neighbor, and ball gags, etc., the one-stop shop for all your kinky S&M needs. Come in today for a free leather bodysuit fitting and get 20% off a studded dog collar. Ball gags, etc. The safe word is savings. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. We cover a wide variety of stories here on Consider Our Knowledge, from current events and health news to sports and leisure. In 2014, our team traveled all over trying to find the most interesting and most important news items for our many listeners, interviewing experts, celebrities, and regular people. As 2015 begins, we've gathered some of the key members of the best-looking news team in public radio to preview what they think will be the most pivotal stories in the coming year. Joining us in the newly renovated COK studio are Consider Your Health reporter, Alex Truman, and handsome financial reporter, Chris Rydell. Hi there. Greetings. Now let's just dive right into it, shall we? Cordell, what stories are on your radar for 2015? And I think that one of the key stories of the year will be what President Obama is able to accomplish with both the House and Senate now under Republican control. He's very determined to make sure that he avoids the lame duck label in his last two years in office. I agree with Cordell. The opening of economic sanctions in Cuba is a sign that the president won't simply be laying down at the end of his term. Quite now, Chris, you mentioned the easing of sanctions on Cuba. Do you see any other big economic stories for 2015? Oh, I'm sure there will be. I've set my little stocks app on my iPhone to alert me if there's any big shifts in the market. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, Alex, there was a large amount of health news in 2014. Can you tell us what to expect this year? If you thought that 2014 was rough with the Ebola outbreak in Africa, drug-resistant flu bugs, and rampant gluten allergies, you haven't seen anything yet. The dangers looming in 2015 really scare me. Can you tell us why? I'm not even sure where to start. Ebola is still a huge problem and could crop up in a new area any time. Asia is the most likely spot, according to most experts. Also, a new, very painful mosquito-borne virus called chikungunya may have gotten a toehold here in the U.S. Add to those the dangers of powdered caffeine, tainted vegetables, and anti-vaccinators, and peanut allergies, and I'm very afraid. I agree that all of those things are very frightening. But the thing that scares me the most about the coming year is that we have not seen the last of the racial struggles between police and African-Americans. I'm very afraid that the ongoing racial tension in America hasn't yet seen its worst days. Now, I feel like we're just starting to talk about our fears rather than what's actually going to happen in 2015. Those are great fears, but the thing that scares me most this year 
is the fact that Mad Men and Parks and Rec are going off the air. What will I watch now? Agreed. Those shows are great. I'm also scared that Israel and Palestine could easily get into another long conflict, that the dangers of climate change might finally catch up with us, and that my 98 Mini Cooper might finally break down. I love that car. If you want to talk about fears, I could top all of those. I have to have my first colonoscopy in 2015, and I am terrified about what they might find. Oh, that yeah, is yeah, scary. Hey, guys, can we get back to some non-fear-based predictions, please? What about spiders? They are way scary. Or snakes. <sighs> or hackers stealing your information through cyber-terrorism. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that, that is bad. Or, or catching mad cow from tainted beef. Now, I feel like we've decided that this is going to be a scary news year. Don't you have any kind of hopeful, uplifting predictions for news in 2015? Oh, the the new Star Wars is coming out. Is that it? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I kind of think it is. Hope for the best and pled for the worst. That's my motto, Cotter. Indeed. That was Cordell Nutbrock, Alex Truman, and Chris Rydell. Now we turn to a favorite segment of mine, Consider the Source. Our resident language experts, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, are back with us again to tell us what new words and phrases will be entering the culture in 2015. Welcome back. Nice to see you again. Happy to be here. So I'm really curious to hear what new things people will be saying this year. It's very exciting. Last year we unveiled new words like smelfy and broatmill. Well, those words were ever so much fun. I think 2015 will be even better. Great. So what do you have for us? Our first one is Neogasm. This is the frustrated feeling of being on the brink of something fantastic, but never actually tasting the satisfaction. As in, that hot girl and I were flirting all night, but she never gave me her number. It was an epic Neogasm. Well, I'm sure we've all had a few Neogasms. I know I have. Now, Constance, I know you're really excited about the next phrase. Indeed I am. It's one I learned from some delightful hipsters, friends with penalties. This is the opposite of friends with benefits. It is a friendship between a man and a woman that is exactly like dating, but without romantic or sexual behavior, and neither party wants something out more out of the relationship. Many people assume that you are dating when in public, even though you aren't. As in, have you gotten any from Katie yet? No, we're just friends with penalties. Well, I think that one will be popular. Our last one today I overheard at an all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant called Sushi, Sushi, Sushi. It's feastiality. This is the prolific consumption of tasty food and drink. Episodes of feastiality may be followed by bouts of the plops. As in, I'm so hungry, I could really go for some feastiality right now. Make sure, if you use that word, to emphasize the F. I didn't last night at OMG McFlippy's, and the waiter gave me such a sour look. I can understand why. Thank you both for sharing your words and phrases with us. It, it was, was our pleasure! Before we end our show today, here's a quick preview of our new spin-off podcast, Serial. A deep look into the most important meal of the day. I want you to think about what you had for breakfast this morning. Was it a big, hearty, lumberjack breakfast? Did you just grab a yogurt and eat on the way to work? Did you even eat breakfast at all? I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Join me over the coming weeks as we explore all the facets of breakfast. We'll talk with experts like Tony. 
He's a tiger. He says his breakfast is great. How great is it? Whatever happened to the other two Cinnamon Toast Crunch chefs? Is Kix really kid-tested and mother-approved? Find out on Serial. One meal told weekly. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerournowledge.com. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. You can also subscribe to our podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you'd like to support Consider Our Knowledge, please donate by clicking the Support COK button on the homepage of our website. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I'm not even sure where to start. Ebola is still a huge problem. Ed could crop up in a new... uh, uh, uh.